0: said connecting you to the broadcasters journalists coaches and game changers making today's news i'm all in on nato love the dude love talking with him i love what he's about this is the press box
1: boy that voice sounds familiar mike grace trying to place it here as we roll into a a Thursday edition of the Press Box on this January 27th. Great to have you with us. Mike Grace in the Breakline Optics studios. Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network joins us from Auburn. And in Birmingham, Chris Stewart of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Chris, can you help me with that voice, man? Who was that? Uh,
2: the Neil kid. Yeah, that, that youngster. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> that guy,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah.
2: The, 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 young, the young Neil guy who's, who's been at this as long or long as long as we have, I'm not going to be ugly to him and say longer. But uh, but a guy who's been a good friend for a, for quite a while, and we appreciate him being on with us today. Dave, how are you, buddy?
0: Man, good morning to you, boys. It has been uh, it's been nice listening. To you call me young like three times, so yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> I mean, even
2: look, you're like me. Even if it's sarcastically, it's just nice hearing the word young mentioned with us, right?
0: I know. I mean, I was telling stories the other day, Tom Hart and I were telling stories the other day about my first years in the league, and uh, Jack Crystal jumped on me a little bit. You know, Jack? Oh, yeah. God God bless his soul. Uh, could be a little ornery, and I was thinking, I was telling, somebody mentioned the story to Tom, and I was doing an Alabama-Mississippi State game, and I said something to Jack, and Alabama was winning, at, like, the second TV timeout. And, I leaned over and I said something to Jack about Mississippi State's rebounding, not very good, and he just went off on me during, like, you know, in the minute and a half timeout, TV timeout. And then I started thinking to myself, it it feels like that was yesterday, but that was 1996. Yeah. And I'm like, that was a long time ago. But see, Jack Crystal left his mark on me, though.
2: No question. Uh, Hopefully it'll heal in time. (laughs) <laughs> the,
3: uh, it's just been 25
2: years and it's still stings. <laughs> <laughs> you're still seeing a therapist over it uh, you know but that is the crazy thing for you for me for tom i remember you know all the stuff we we're doing sec baseball tournament you know different channel channels different networks <clears throat> but we we're all working those games and it was early in our career and we we felt young and you're kind of you're not really fighting for respect because I think we always gave each other that, but we were, we were the young guys. And then you blink and you go, Oh, well, that you thing is not an issue anymore. Um, but it is a man. We're fortunate, not only that we've done it, but we've been able to do it while following this league. And, and that's, that's kind of a rarity. You, you kind of have to bounce around and you've done national stuff, but yeah. certainly but to be able to kind of call the SEC still home in that footprint i think that's probably what's made it enjoyable in large measure for all of us
0: yeah you know um uh, first of all i'll i'll say this is that uh, you know the whole thing started for me i, I came back to it last for local television my first job in Tallahassee Florida at an abc affiliate down there and Um, It was great covering the Seminoles and Coach Bowden. The basketball team was good with Pat Kennedy and Doug Edwards and Sam Cassell. It was a lot of fun as a 21, 22-year-old. But then I decided to make the move to Atlanta, back to Atlanta, and started with Braves and the Hawks pregame shows back in 1993, 94. And then this this show came along. Uh, Commissioner Roy Kramer and and Fox, at the time, Sports South, got together, I'm sure a lot of your audience remembers, they, they they got together, started doing some Olympic sports coverage and some basketball games in the mix. And this weekly hour SEC show that covered the league, and we'd go campus to campus all the time. And that was back in 1995, and that was really what got me started. And it was at that point traveling around the league that you got to meet all these people and see what these communities were like and see what the fans were like. And it was um, – it was eye-opening in the fact that it was just a wonderful experience. And I, I say this to people that, you know, I could have been stuck. When I say stuck, it's never never a bad thing. But I, I could have been in a league like the ACC that is a fantastic league. I could have been, you know, who knows, a Big 12 guy, Big 10 guy, or something along those lines. But the fact that I got kind of pigeonholed into the SEC was the greatest thing that happened Um it is from top to bottom, and you look at this conference, and I'm talking about all the sports, um, there isn't anything that really compares to it. And uh, it's fortunate that doing football, basketball, and baseball, That uh, you know, especially now in basketball, as good as the league is, that this is what I do. I mean, I'm at the high end of college athletics, and it is just a blessing. I mean, it never was planned. It just kind of happened. And here we are 25 years later, and I'm still doing the same stuff in the league, even though I've been around and you've seen it too. I mean, I, I, I would like to.
2: Oh, no. It was so good. Yeah, it was. It was so good. And you were sitting there with a great question. I wish I did a yeah. better – I wish I did a Daniel impersonation.
1: He, he is still connected. <laughs> Let's see if he just kind of ran through a tunnel or, or what the deal is here. Where'd you go,
2: You went right. through one of those bridges?
3: Oh, there you go. Hey, I'm back. Those- hey, there he is. There yeah. we
0: go. Hey, okay.
3: I'm back. Hey, my bad. Hey, it's um, good. No, that's okay. Those yeah, overpasses no. in Atlanta can be rough. Uh,
0: but I'm back. I don't know where I left, but I just—I was just saying how fortunate I am to be around this league yeah. for 25 years, and it's just been a bling, and it wasn't even planned. It wasn't on my roadmap. Heck, I didn't even have a roadmap. And here I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm blessed in that regard, the fact that this is what I get to do. So uh, just a lucky, lucky guy. Uh,
3: Dave Neal is with us here inside the press box. And, you know, between the uses of the word Neal – and, and Young, I thought for a minute we were going to talk about Spotify and removing catalogs, but we're, we're yeah. not. So, Good call. Um, Dave, uh, the challenge – I mean, la- last year we knew, right, that you were going to call games remotely. We, we kind of knew the deal. This year there's some back and forth involved. What's, what's that been like, and, and do you change the way or the way you approach prep for a game that you're going to have to work remotely rather than at the arena?
0: Well, I, I will say it, it does change when you're getting a team for the first time because you don't get to go to a shoot around and see a bunch of new faces, uh, you know that you haven't seen all year, and uh, you know so you can quickly identify them just by how they look, you know are their, are their socks up, have they got long hair, short hair, that kind of stuff, uh, because it's, it's hard to see that order, uh, numbers uh, that we're working off of. So you kind of got to go on physical attributes on who is what. And so you spend a lot of time sitting in my house two hours before the game when the guys come out warming up and and I'm asking camera guys to find, you know, player X, player B, uh, player C, all this stuff, just so I can kind of get an eyeball on them, you know, so it's easier to identify. But, you know, other than that, it's really kind of the same thing. Um, I end up having to do more of my own stats work because the stats guy is still there, but he's a remote location. It's kind of not as easy if he's sitting next to you and you just can't see things man it's just that's that's the that's the worst part is you just can't see the whole court if you're doing basketball games now you know football we were always on the road basketball it's been like half and half so i'll be anxious to see what we do as far as um Baseball is concerned going up, but yeah, it's a little different, and it's just not the same. I mean, it's just not, I I'm at Auburn, Missouri the other night, and I'm at home, and it's you know, place is rocking, almost the, the number one team almost gets beat, and you know, I'm sitting in my garage, calling a game. So yeah, that's disappointing as a fan of the game, but it, it's you know what, we're making it work. We're making it yeah. work, and that's the best thing about it.
2: Look, we had to do a whole season of road games ourselves on the radio side, and uh and you do you figure it out? We were lucky. We had a we had a uh, uh, a boss that let us go and do the, the games from uh, a restaurant. So we at least, as Alabama was winning a championship last year, got to be around other fans, and not everybody was that that fortunate. So, but you do have to adjust. It is it is part of it, and I know that's that's challenge. And a uh, and while it's frustrating for you and for everybody else involved. Uh, I applaud you because I know it's not easy. It's it's tough to get that done. You guys have done a great job with it. Uh, I do want to ask you though, having seen uh, Auburn now, I'll start to say in person, but but you've seen Auburn. Uh, I can't remember. I think you've had us. I don't. I don't even know uh, Alabama. I'm sure you've called them somewhere down the line. When teams are at their best, you get an idea of who they can be. But when they're not at their best, their best, I think you find out who they really are. And for Alabama, that hasn't really been a good thing. For Auburn the other night, I thought that was huge going forward, that you could struggle as they did, play in that environment, and still get it done like they did against the Tigers.
0: Yeah, it was uh, surprising how – it was the first time we've really seen their offense kind of get stuck. Um And, you know, how many times it was that 19th game, and it was the first time Jabari Smith had had any kind of issues in terms of putting the ball in the basket. He just did a lot of those shots were normal shots, that he's been taking all year. Um, But you're exactly right. They won that game with great defense. Um, I think they won that game with grit. I think they won that game with KD Johnson making a play. And here's the thing about KD, and this is – and it's hard for me to say this because I, I you know, with uh, Alabama's got guards that make plays, but having a guy like Katie Johnson is, is when you need something and you live with the, you, you know, you, you take the good with the bad with him, but he's a guy that can go get you something when you need it, whether it's getting to the foul line, making the shots. Um, he's a guy that just a straight line basket drive. I'm going hundred miles an hour. And if you're in my way, this may be good. This may be bad, but something's going to happen. And he's got that attitude Um, and having those guys, there aren't a lot of teams that have those kind of guys and they're difference makers in games like that. So um, I think Auburn certainly had a bad night, but good enough to win. And I think they're going to be better for it moving on. And you mentioned Alabama and listen, I, I think, you know, I think a lot of people are scratching their heads right now, not just around Tuscaloosa, but around the country. Um, you know, it's 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 a shame Herb Jones isn't around anymore uh, because he might be able to just do those things that you just don't count on. But yeah. they don't have them, and I think they're they're looking for that piece. And it's just and it's just a piece. It, it's they're good enough. I mean, they are good enough. But yeah. man, it is it is bizarre just to see what's going on. It's just and I know Nate Oates. I mean, I love the guy. I mean, I I I, I think he is just a fantastic coach, and I think the players. Like playing for him, but there's just you know, he's searching for it too, but there's just something missing and it's hard to kind of identify what it is because it's kind of a different thing each time.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't disagree. Uh one thing I've said is that, you know, there are three guys that are playing pro basketball right now. Two of them have had NBA starts this season that are that are gone, but also those guys were six five, six six, six seven. That uh that plays into it as well. You're missing uh, yeah. some things night in and night out of the glass that you would have gotten in that regard. Last yeah, thing yeah. before we let you go. Um, we, we talked about this a little earlier. Louisville's got a vacancy. Mike was, was bringing up Bruce or Nate for those jobs. Brad and I both feel like it's it's different from what it was five or ten years ago where that's a given that the coaches at our, our programs might be interested in a job at that point, that level. And I'm not saying that there's not still draw and there's not still appeal for Louisville because clearly there is, and they're going to pay a lot of money. But isn't it different now just about everywhere in the league where you can have success, where there's not this, you're able to compete, I guess, now in the marketplace. If you're Alabama and Auburn for a high quality head coach, a proven coach as both of those guys, both Bruce and, and Nate have been at their respective schools.
0: Yeah, I um, you hear it on the head, is, is, is Louisville isn't the same job that it was 10 years ago. Um, and Alabama, Auburn, not the same job as it was 10 years ago. So between those two things, I think you'd be hard-pressed um, to leave. Um, and the reality is, look – as we sit here right now, the ACC is not the league the SEC is. You know, I mean, it's just – it's like a lot of times it's not just about the money. It's where am I coaching? What are my, you know, where, where is the highest level of competition? Because these guys are grinders, man. They they want competition. They want it. They want to be in the best league, play the best competition, and, and get the most, uh, you know, notoriety around the country that you can get. And I think right now, to say the SEC is not the best league in America, we could argue the Big 12, Big 10's had their nice little run. Um, we'll find out a little bit about the Big 12 and the SEC this weekend, but I, I'm with you. Is I don't think this is the same storyline that it was five, six, ten years ago. Um, and if it comes to money, I don't think anybody can compare it to what this league offers. That's that's kind of a uh a, a no brainer comment, but I, I just think that if it comes down to that, um, you know, all things being equal. Where do you want to coach? And Louisville certainly has a nice building. I know Alabama's got some thoughts on doing some stuff to to Coleman and, and who. I mean, Auburn might be the toughest place to play in America right now. Uh, you know, you can go down the list, but I, I just think I, I just I yeah, those names are going to be bannered around. Those those coaches you mentioned are probably going to make a little extra money because of this. That's just a game that's played, and uh, hopefully they don't leave. And I I don't think that this is. I don't think this is something that those – those I can be completely wrong, but I just don't think it's something that Alabama or Auburn fans need to really necessarily worry about. I, I think those guys are in a good place. And as long as Nate Oates feels like he's getting the support that he needs, uh, I, I don't think
3: he'd leave. I just don't, in my heart of hearts. There you go. Dave Neal said it, so quit worrying about it, Auburn and Alabama fans. There you go. Really, really quick. Is there a team in the bottom half of the standings right now, nearly halfway into conference play, that you would identify as as has the biggest chance to make a jump into the top half of the standings when league play is done?
0: Well, I I would say this: if you're looking at a team that kind of surprised me as as not getting off to a good start, it's 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 Arkansas uh, and Alabama. Really, I can throw them in that mix too. Um, yeah, I, I think I think um, I think Arkansas. Uh, has the best opportunity to really kind of move up the ladder. I just feel like uh, that they've got that guy we've talked about uh, that can really go get you some buckets when you need him and j t note they've got some post presence now. Um, Williams is really good post player at six ten that can pass it can really move and does those little things you need and um I just think that they have an opportunity to 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 kind of pick up some wins along the way, maybe upset some folks and maybe the beginning of the year, back in November, you wouldn't have called them upsets. But the way the league is shaken out, uh, kind of shaken out right now, you kind of got to call them upsets if they go and, and knock off some of these boys. And I'm waiting for Alabama to turn the corner. I, I, I still think I, I'm still I'm I, I wouldn't say that I'm buying, but I'm saying I'm looking at it. You know, I'm thinking about it. Uh, the Crimson Tide, I, if they start making a few more shots, and it's not a lot, critical time shots. Um, and if they can just kind of help keep, uh, find a way to keep these guys their opponents off the backboard a little bit better, they're going to be okay. I, I just, you're starting to get the point now to where you're, you're getting a little worried. That's why I say I'm not ready to buy yet, but I'm kind of staring at it. Yeah. It looks good on the shelf. Let's see right. how it plays out. So, uh, but I think Arkansas is my team. I'm going to keep an eye on. Dave with you're, us?
2: Yeah, go ahead. I know you're busy. Appreciate your time. You're great to be with us. And, uh, I hate we don't get to see you in person more, but appreciate you visiting and catching up with us a little bit here.
0: Yeah, one of these days we'll get back to some normalcy, but uh, always great being on with you boys. You guys have a great weekend. Stay warm, and uh, hopefully we'll catch you in an arena soon.
2: Sounds good, buddy. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Dave. Dave Neal again, Dave Neal Sports on Twitter. I play-by-play man for ESPN and the SEC Network. And we've got the, what, the Big 12 SEC Challenge coming up this weekend. Alabama draws <laughs> Baylor, the defending national champs. Auburn gets Oklahoma. And we'll actually talk to the voice of the Baylor Bears tomorrow here. John Morris is scheduled to join us in hour one of tomorrow's show. So we'll get a chance to preview that matchup. And it's a, it's a critical stretch for Bama, Chris, when you look at Baylor at Auburn Ooh. and then Kentucky. And... Ooh. You know, one and two would be a okay. I-, I think in that stretch to go zero and three against that lineup is going to put Bam in a tough spot.
2: It definitely would, and, and it's crazy to think that that we're even looking at that based on where Alabama was. At the same time, look um, if you're going to be <laughs> if if you're looking at where Alabama's been. And if they're going to continue to be this team, you almost ought to be glad you're playing Baylor and Mm -hmm. and Kentucky and Auburn because those are the teams you don't have to worry about Alabama being up for. you got to worry about who the opponent is. But you don't have to worry about Alabama being ready to play. The head-scratcher for Nate Oates is, why in the heck can't we get – why can't we get it done at Georgia and Mizzou? Okay. And the reality is, Brad, I still think some of that goes back to who Alabama was last year, yep. beating everybody like they did, with the exception of Missouri there, uh, and not being able to, to turn that corner. We can talk more about it on the other side of the break, but it is, uh, it's frustrating. But I'm, I'm frankly glad you're playing marquee teams because you got a better chance almost.